Phones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 116 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Steph. And Adam. And I think we are all suffering what can only be called the Swift hangover. <laughs> Absolutely. We have been on some major benders, I guess you would say, <laughs> of multiple concerts. And now we're all kind of in this lull for me for over a month. Ashley, you at least get to go in August. It still feels very far away. It's very upsetting. <laughs> Steph, I think you had the busiest schedule out of all of us. You had four shows in five nights, right? That was crazy. I've never done anything like that before. Will you ever do it again? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a great way to get to see the show, especially if you have a limited time frame. If you can go to a show that has multiple nights, you're able to see it multiple times in a short period of time if, for example, work or something gets in the way. But I was disappointed that I missed part of the episode last week for 115, but I was in D.C. while everyone else was recording, and fortunately I was able to talk with Ashley and Adam during the main discussion last week about MetLife, and so hopefully you all know if you listen that we had a blast and it was just so awesome. And then D.C. was also great because Lord showed up as a special guest, and I was completely shocked because I expected her for a huge date like LA or even Chicago or something. But she was awesome and everybody was so excited. And then that same night, the stage malfunctioned. It was such a unique show in DC on both nights. And when the stage malfunctioned, it pretty much happened immediately. You could see it kind of bouncing. And I was just thinking, that doesn't look right. Something's going on here. And then Taylor sort of paused, and you could see her looking down at someone, and she, you could see her saying, is it broken? <laughs> and she did such a great job with it, though. She was just humorous about it and took it all in good faith and joked around and said that no matter what happens, we're going to have a concert here. If I'm stuck up here, unless I jump, well, then we're still going to have a concert so actually, it worked out perfectly because the stage was fixed by the time the B stage set was over and it lowered. And it was just so funny because she said, you have no idea how much easier my life just got because of this being fixed. And then she said, I acted like I had a plan, but really, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do <laughs> if the stage wasn't fixed because I really don't know what she would have done either. So it was back to normal for Shake It Off, right? Well, the stage didn't work. So for Shake It Off, though, she just sort of walked up and down the catwalk. It was just flat in the ground like it is for style. Oh, okay. And then she ran back and forth on both sides of the main stage. And I thought that was amazing how she just completely flipped it around. She had to come up with that quickly and decide what to do. And everybody... The dancers, the backup singers, the band all acted like it was completely normal for Shake It Off. So I was just really impressed with her ability to handle tough situations. And then the next night, night two in D.C. was also unique because Taylor was concerned about the rain. That never happened, much to my dismay, because I was thinking, first, well, if it rains, at least like Adam and I have said on previous episodes, we think it would be cool to see a show in the rain. 
So I thought, well, maybe I'll get to actually see a show in the rain. And then it ended up not raining and the show was cut short. Taylor skipped out on All You Had to Do Was Stay and This Love. Haim cut two of their songs from their set, which was disappointing to me because it was likely the last time I'll see them. And Vance didn't perform at all. So it was weird because she came on stage at 8.30 and it was still light out. And really, by the time she got into trouble, it was still pretty light. But she was concerned with the weather, so I guess the good thing was we got done early and I was exhausted from four nights, so I got back a little bit early. Yeah, while it was definitely unique, it sounds like it was a little disappointing because everything was cut short. I really mostly felt bad for people who could only go to one show or could only go to one or two shows. And so if they were relying on that show and then it got cut short, I just feel bad for them. Well, even with Chicago this weekend, she had to deal with at the last minute waking up sick, which I know was always scary for her. Yeah, she's had a crazy week. I think she has the swift hangover too. <laughs> it's good that she has this week to recuperate before Gillette. Hopefully she'll get over that sore throat. She definitely sounded fine. Oh yeah, I've seen videos. She sounded perfect. And the other cool thing was she insisted on doing the meet and greets, even though she's not supposed to talk. It's no surprise, though, really. Well, we're going to get more into our discussion about the Chicago shows a little bit later. But for now, we're going to go into some older tweets. Our first one is from July 19th, 2009. And Taylor tweeted, Bus sleeping only works half the time. And then I have nightmares that there are cameras in here. And I talk to myself. Loudly, apparently. That's funny because she recently said in an interview that she has nightmares about cameras taking photos of her and she smiles in her sleep. <laughs> so I guess she's still having camera issues in her dreams. But very different now is that no more bus sleeping because she just jets around everywhere. Yeah, that's got to be a good improvement for her. Our next one comes from July 20th, 2010. Taylor wrote Antique Shopping with Grant Mickelson before the web chat today. That was the web chat where she announced Speak Now. Yes, it was so exciting. Well, on July 14th of 2011, which was when the Speak Now tour was going on, she tweeted, in all caps, I'm not sick anymore, just played in Montreal. Amazing crowd. I'm so excited. This is my first and only all caps tweet. <laughs> I feel like she's had other all-caps tweets. Yeah, since then. But that was the first, I bet. Probably. <laughs> and here we are four years later, and she's sick. And this was back during Speak Now after she got bronchitis after the rain show at Gillette. So, I don't know. Maybe something about July gets Taylor sick. Two days later, in 2011, on July 16th, Taylor tweeted, My dad sent me this video, and Liz, Caitlin, and I... Just sat there watching it like, wow. Hashtag, we love whales. And she included a link to a video of whales. Our next one comes from July 13th, 2013. Tonight was a show I'll never forget. That insane MetLife Stadium crowd and a surprise guest performance by Patrick Stump of Fallout Boy. Doesn't feel like it's been two years. No, that was an amazing surprise. On July 15th, 2014... Last summer, Taylor tweeted, I will always remember today as the day I cooked dinner, rubbed my eyes, and then learned that jalapenos are nature's pepper spray. Wow. 
That doesn't seem like a year ago either. Seems like it was yesterday. Then four days later, on July 19th of last year, Taylor tweeted, Finding wings in New York City with the photo of her in front of the angel wings that a lot of fans have also sought out and taken photos with it. Well, now it's time for our news with Keeping Up With Swift. So our first piece of news is just about the guest for night two of the DC shows, which we didn't mention yet, which was actually Jason Derulo, which I'm also jealous that I didn't get to see. And he and Taylor sang Want to Want Me, and she fangirled a lot over him. She did. And he took his shirt off at one point, and she just kept giving the thumbs up sign. It was hilarious. Another piece of exciting news is that Never Grow Up was certified gold in the U.S. this past week. That's a throwback song. Yeah, this is from Speak Now, and it's just now certified gold. That's such a great song, though. So underrated. I wonder if all the new fans that 1989 is attracting are now going back and getting into her older stuff, and that's why some of these songs are getting a resurgence. I hope so. Could be. They were missing out. I know that at our show over the weekend, she asked if people came last time she was in Chicago, if they came the night before, or if they have never seen her before. And there definitely were a lot that never had. Well, many of you are probably familiar with iHeartRadio, and they just announced a new contest where you can fly with five of your friends on, it sounds like, Taylor's private jet to her show in San Francisco in August. So that sounds like a really cool contest. Really, really cool. We don't know much about the specifics, but if you go look up iHeartRadio, either on your app on your phone or on their website, um, you can enter the contest and look for more info. Speaking of throwback songs, our song is now Vivo certified because it has had over 100 million views on Vivo. And I feel like that took way too long because our song is such a great video and it's just really exciting. This makes the 14th video Taylor has that is Vivo certified. I'm kind of surprised it's not more. A lot of them are very, very close. Like the older ones? Yeah, the older ones like Teardrops, I think, and maybe even 15. It's getting very close. Well, our next piece of news is that Taylor is creating a clothing line for the website JD.com. And it seems like it's only going to be available in China. And it also seems like even though they're calling it a clothing line, it's kind of just different tour shirts. That's what it looked like to me. And some of the articles mention it's in conjunction with her tour dates in Shanghai in November. So that makes sense. But when I first read the headline, I thought she was creating an actual designer clothing line sort of thing. That's all we've wanted for years. <laughs> yeah. And our final news item is a congratulations to Jamie King and her husband, Kyle Newman, who announced that she gave birth to a newborn baby boy. And of course, this is relevant because Taylor will be the godmother for that baby boy. He's going to get so many cool clothes and toys, maybe even a pet kitten. Oh, <laughs> I could see her doing that. Well, she is the patron saint of cats. <laughs> 
All right, so on the upcoming schedule this week, the next shows are July 24th and 25th at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Then on August 1st, Taylor will go to Vancouver and play at the BC Place Stadium. And then August 4th and 5th, she'll be in Edmonton, also in Canada, where she'll be playing at Rexall Place. I think there are going to be some major surprises in Foxborough for Gillette. I just can't believe how much the tour is flying by. It's crazy. Can't believe we're about to be in August. It seems like we had to wait forever for it to start, and now it's just flying. Well, now it's time for our mini segments, Lots and Lots of Swifty Problems. Our first one is from at Fearless 13 and she said, The clothing line Taylor is releasing is only available in China. Swifty Problems. I'm thinking, though, that probably if you look on eBay or something, when it's released, you probably can find stuff. Our next one comes from Finally Swift, and they said, Sometimes I use fangirl words in the real world, and then people don't know what I'm saying. Hashtag fangirl problems, hashtag Swifty problems. <laughs> Our next one is from Gabriela Vegago on Twitter, and this is translated from Spanish, so hopefully the translation is correct, but it says, When I sing Bad Blood at full volume while speeding in my car, I feel super powerful like a part of Taylor's squad. <laughs> that sounds right to me. Good job, Twitter translator. Our next one is from at Heather Z, and she wrote, You know you're crazy when you watch Journey to Fearless and cry at how far Taylor has come since then. Swifty problems. And our last one comes from almost underscore Jenna. Anytime I see edits or quotes from the clean speech online, I have to stop myself from sobbing. Hashtag Swifty problems. She's made some modifications to the speech, I've noticed. She's been talking about how what we see online and in social media is the highlight reel of other people's lives, and we need to stop comparing our lives to other people's lives. And I just really like that new addition. I kind of like how she's let all of the speeches evolve over the course of the tour. Yeah, the one before I Wish You Would has completely changed. It used to be about 80s movies and The Breakfast Club, and now it's not at all. But I'm sure she gets bored of saying the same thing over and over, so it's good that she's modifying them. Well, now it's time for our fashion segment, and we have a variety of outfits from Loft 89 and the recent tour stops. And our first item is from July 10th, 2015 at the MetLife Stadium show. Taylor wore that jersey with a 13 on the front after the U.S. women's soccer team was a guest, and it's called the U.S. WNT World Cup 3 Star Home Jersey, and I think hers was customized for her, but you can get a pretty similar one for $119.99. And then her shoes were from the brand Office. They were the right-on-time black suede platform sandals, and they're on sale for 36 euros. Then, on July 13th in Washington, D.C., Taylor wore this really pretty blue crop top and skirt combo. It's from Tibby, and it's called the Hanny Eyelet Cropped Strapless Bustier Top, which is 275 And then the skirt is from that same brand, and it is 375 And then she also wore the Arika Nergviews Molina Shoe. And those were a pair of older shoes Taylor's worn before, and unfortunately the price is not available. Our next one comes from July 14th in Washington, D.C., when Taylor was rehearsing earlier in the day. She was wearing an 
Aritzia Sunday Best Orwell Tank, and that is normally $25, now available for $14.99. It's a good deal. And the next item is from Taylor's Meet and Greet in Chicago on July 18th. She wore the Urban Outfitters Truly Madly Deeply Mocturnal Cropped Tank Top, which is $29, and you should grab it while you can because the Urban Outfitters clothes seem to always be gone quickly. Especially after she wears them, yeah. The next night in Chicago on July 19th for Loft 89, Taylor wore this gorgeous crop top and skirt combo. It was blue and white and it's by Lucy Paris and it is the striped knit crop top and skirt. And the crop top is $48 and the skirt is $58. Then with that, Taylor wore a pair of Jimmy Choo's and those are called the Collar Caged Platform Sandal. And the price for those are not available. Well, thank you as always to TaySwiftStyle.com for tracking these outfits down. You can go to her site to see more. And now you guys will get to hear the discussion about the Chicago concerts that Adam, Nate, and I recorded last night. It was very late at night when we recorded this, and I think we did pretty good. But if we sound like we're out of it and or the quality sounds not the best, we apologize. And it was 2 a.m. when we were recording. So it's about 2 a.m. on Sunday, or Monday, July 20th, technically, Mm -hmm. and we just got back from both nights of the Chicago shows at Soldier Field. How do you guys feel right now? Tired. Elated. Exhausted. (laughs) Best night of my life. And why was that, Nate? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we should start from Saturday. Third best night of my life. Third best. Well, yeah, let's start from Saturday, for sure. So Saturday, um, well, obviously, we, as we've said many times, we were going to the Chicago shows, both the shows. Both of them are at Soldier Field. They're incredible. 55,000-person stadium. The energy in both nights was insane. But Saturday, especially, was awesome because triple whammy. We had 15 as our secret song. We had Andy Grammer for the guest performance. And then on top of that, Soraya ended up coming out and walking during style. And singing during style. And singing during style, which, right, very surprising. I don't think anyone else on tour yet has sang. So very cool. Triple whammy. It was insane. Our seats were, Adam and I sat together. Uh, we were like, what was it ninth row, right? Uh, 138, which was towards the back, but lower level. But it was insane. It was awesome. The energy was awesome. I didn't know the wristbands were low yellow, which was really cool. Yeah, that was new. We had all, only thought that the wristbands did purple and pink and white and mm-hmm. blue and red for... Mm-hmm. I knew you were trouble. I remember they go red, but we had never seen yellow before. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they can make it do whatever they want. Right. Probably. And during Andy Grammer, Honey, I'm Good, they all were flashing yellow, which was really neat. I really love Andy Grammer. I always have. And it's extremely ironic because, one, I was supposed to see him about three months ago. We couldn't go. We sold our tickets. And then, two, just last week, when I was already going to MetLife for Taylor, I won tickets to see him here in Chicago, and I couldn't go. And I was pretty bummed about it, even though Taylor is better, of course. But then there he was, out in Chicago. Yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, He seemed like he was absolutely thrilled to be up on the stage in front of that size of an audience. Uh, and like Taylor mentioned, he has the, you know, one of the hit songs of the summer. So it was awesome. Lots of people knew the words. And I know I've only seen, well, that was the first special guest performance that I've seen live. But going back and looking at all the special guests so far, I think that's up near the top. And 
A lot of people might not remember that he actually came out and performed on the Speak Now tour with his breakout single, which was Keep Your Head Up. They performed in Nashville. I remember that. That was cool. It was awesome to, to bring him back. I like that, that now that she's been doing this a while, she's starting to have repeat guests. I think that's very cool. She's so big that she has run out of people to bring out. <laughs> Is there anybody that was a guest on a past tour that you guys would like to see her bring back? Patrick Stump, Fall Out Boy. That was yes, really cool. agree. Patrick Stump, for sure. Well, I feel like the crowd was really, really good at both of these shows, and the costumes and the signs were just very impressive. I think my favorite sign, two favorite signs from Saturday, there was somebody with a sign that said Bay, and where they were sitting, a lot of my pictures of Taylor, you could see the sign like right behind her, I'm like, appropriate. Mm -hmm. Very perfect. (laughs) And then my other favorite was someone on the floor just had a giant cardboard head of Scott Swift. (laughs) Nice. Did you guys see any costumes that you liked? There were some insane costumes there. Well, I didn't actually see them, but I was keeping my eyes out for them. And they ended up getting loft, which I'm very happy for them because their costumes really were crazy. There were these girls who dressed up as milkshakes. And, of course, you know, for Shake It Off. But anyway, I think the milkshakes said Shake, Shake, Shake on them, I think. They ended up getting loft. I thought it was awesome. They were very well done costumes. Yeah, they had like a full cup, whipped cream, a straw. (laughs) It was next level for sure. There were a ton of great costumes there, though, especially tonight. Um, I didn't see so many yesterday, so maybe only like four, and I was really looking around for them. But anyway, today I saw a ton of costumes. Everyone was really like giving it their all, so, and even more signs. So there were signs everywhere. So it was very cool. I was pretty surprised that at both nights, Saturday and Sunday, we got new secret songs and that she didn't do You Are In Love either one of the nights. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it seems like, obviously, Wonderland, Seems like it's kind of gone for good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if next week at Gillette, if she does two new secret songs or if she goes back to You Are In Love at all. Every time that she says, I'm about to play a song that I haven't played in a while, I always want it to be Tim McGraw. And I'm always sad when it isn't. I think there's a chance that it could be, because, I mean, on Saturday, like Nate mentioned, we got 15 as a secret song, and obviously, you know, slower paced and acoustic, it works really well, so I feel like Tim McGraw being a slower paced song could also go acoustic really well. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. I've heard it once. Acoustic, Red Tour, Secret Song. It was awesome. Well, that was basically Saturday. I do want to add that I was very impressed when Soraya came out singing style. No one has done that yet. And she was good at it too, which was like the best part. Yeah, she's from that show Empire, which I have never seen, but I believe it's a musical show. And I don't know if they do any specifically singing on the show or if they're just singers on the show, but she was fantastic. So I guess we could move along to Sunday. So on Saturday, Taylor pretty much confirmed we were going to have guests both nights, and there was a ton of speculation flying. A lot of people thought that it was going to be Lady Gaga because she just got back from her tour. She just arrived back in the United States, and she lives in Chicago currently. So it seemed like a good chance, but it wasn't. It wasn't in the cards. (laughs) She didn't cast her magical spell to make it happen, apparently. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about the secret guest in a minute, but first we need to talk about something really amazing that happened. So basically, we walk in here into the stadium, 
Now, it was myself, Ashley, Ashley's friend Aaron, and Adam. Anyway, so long story short, uh, we were able to get an upgrade on our seats, which was amazing. It was front row, section B, row one. Just to the right of the catwalk. Just to the right of the catwalk. It was like front pit was right there. It was basically a front pit seat. It was insane, insane. Best seat probably we're going to have this entire tour. It was amazing. I literally could not believe it happened. That was high on my Swifty bucket list, but I never actually thought that it was a possibility. Absolutely. It's just like, how did we get so lucky to be able to come close to anything like One thing I want to mention that is really cool that you don't necessarily get if you are elsewhere in the stadium is just being so close to the front and being right in front of the speakers. The music is incredibly loud from right up there. Especially the bass when there are the louder songs like I Knew You Were Trouble, especially Bad Blood. The bass is just thumping and it was literally making my entire body shake. It was that loud. I completely relate to this from Red Tour as well because a couple of times that I had pit and I knew your trouble would come on and that bass would come on and I just thought that was the best part of that performance other than, you know, just the articulate everything, but was that you could feel the bass. It just like made the song a thousand times better. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, got that vibe or not. One of my favorite parts being that close was when confetti just literally rained down on us and I was like... (laughs) Ashley's like, take a picture. I think I got a really good video where I kind of was just like pointing up to the sky and having the confetti fall. It looks pretty cool. I'll have to show you guys. Well, we were all just in so much shock when we got our upgrades. The openers were amazing. Haim was amazing. I really can't say that enough. I want them to tour so I can see them a lot because they were so good. Nate got perhaps the best picture in all of existence of Esty, one of the members of Haim, while she was playing. (laughs) Now, I don't know if you guys have seen her perform before, but, I mean, they're all incredible. Seriously, Taylor made such a good choice in having these three girls uh, as part of the opening act. But anyway, so the entire time that she is performing, and she is very talented, by the way, her bass, her guitar, everything that she does is incredible. But when she is doing it, she makes the funniest faces, like, imaginable. Like, like she'll give you, like, a face that she's really into it, like, yeah, like, you know, rocking out. And then she'll make, like, the like a really, like, just strange, like, like she's having some sort of, like, exorcism or something. Like, <laughs> exorcism. <laughs> and it, they're just the funniest faces. There. I snapped this picture. It's incredible. The best part was, during the set, Amos, the bassist, actually came into the pit right in front of us. And I was fortunate enough to, that he heard me. And I flagged him down and brought him over. And we chatted with him a little bit and got a picture and everything. But I showed him this picture. And he thought it was the funniest thing of... Uh, her face. It was just insane. And he was rocking out. You could tell he yeah. really loved Haim, too. He said, these girls are rock stars. I love watching them. Yeah, that was cool that he just came into the pit so that he could watch them for a little bit. It was cool. He didn't even go to the other pit. People just kind of hung out with us the rest of the time. So. <laughs> and then Taylor's dancer, Christian Henderson, was also in there with mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he, he was nice enough to come over and take a picture with us also. I've met him before. He's a very nice guy, and he's very talented. Now, I keep getting confused. Is he the one that makes the crazy faces behind the glass? Yes, he is. Uh, That's him, yep. That's how you guys probably would recognize him. (laughs) I can't deal. So, finally, it was time for Taylor to come on and just welcome to New York when you're right up there and you can see her actual face instead of the screen was amazing. Seriously. I mean, really, nothing replaces it. 
And before she came on, in like the final moments before she came on, you could see, or we could see from where we were at the band, getting sort of situated on stage, but like behind the curtain, and they could see us, and Amos was just making faces and <laughs> being silly. And also, if you want to backtrack real quick, we saw some more celebrities or famous people, if you will. And I know, Ashley and Nate, you guys tried to go flag a couple of them down. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? We heard somebody say that they thought Carly was there and we had no confirmation. So we just went by the sound booth to check it out and she wasn't there. But turns out Calvin Harris just casually chilling in the sound booth right next to Scott Swift. Yeah, he was wearing his... uh traditional i guess you would call it now that we've seen him at a couple shows he was at the ireland shows i believe he kind of always wears like just a dark t-shirt and a dark baseball hat as well obviously he can't blend in anywhere because he's so tall and people know what he looks like but (laughs) seriously right i had to ask nate if we were sure it was him because he just looked so plain i'm like yes this is (laughs) like six foot eight i'm like (laughs) that is definitely him no, but uh, it was funny because we tried, because he was kind of standing in the back of the sound booth and we were trying to maybe like see if we could, you know, get a picture or like, you know, say a couple words or something to either Scott or Calvin. But the bouncer that was there, he just like he immediately, was it. he was not having it. He just immediately got between us, like more than a defensive <laughs> basketball player would. Like he was all over us. But it was exciting just getting to see them. Yeah, absolutely. It was. That was crazy. Yeah, and then being where our seats were, we were right by the tunnel uh, that goes to the backstage. And right before the show started, we saw Andrea and Scott come out and start to walk through the crowd. And then also one of the models that ended up walking the runway, um, we saw her as well. So yeah, on that note, moving along right to the guest performance of the night, which is very cool. Some people may know who he is. I'm sure you've already heard already anyway. Sam Hunt came out. It was called Take Your Time. That's his new single that's on the radio right now. And it was pretty cool because before she introduced him, Taylor just started talking about how, I think she actually said, you may not remember this or something. I was like, yeah, I didn't remember. Thanks, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, but I started in country. And even though I'm in pop now, I still keep an eye on country and like to see what's going on. And this is the newest, hottest thing out of country, which he definitely is. So that was very cool. Makes me think we could definitely see more country acts before the tour is over. Yeah, it was good. Um, I had heard the song a couple times on the radio, and I can see why it's popular. It's one of those, you know, summer songs that will get a lot of play. And Taylor did a good job covering it with him. So then immediately after that, it's the spot in the set where she either would do You Are In Love or do something else. And she said, you know, I just got to do this country duet with Sam Hunt. I really want to sing a country song now for you guys and do a duet with you. And then she just starts playing Mean, which was amazing. And I didn't realize how much I missed it. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Last time I'd seen it was obviously the Red Tours. So I love the song always. And to hear it acoustic as well is just very cool. Even on the Red Tour, it was acoustic, but it was on her banjo. Right, the banjo. And I think the band might have backed it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. This was just stripped down guitar. Yeah. And it was so awesome. It's very cool. Yeah, no background of any kind, right? Absolutely right. Mm. So we were pretty much dead at that point already for the fifth time. The whole show just was flying by, which is sad. But then for style, definitely had high hopes for people on the runway. I personally wanted Oprah, but I knew that was unlikely. Taylor actually brought out Andrea Pedgick and Lily Donaldson, both model friends of hers, and they were good. 
Yeah, Taylor mentioned the the first one, Andrea, we think is how you say it. She just got her very first cover of Vogue, I believe Taylor said. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Honestly, before tonight, I hadn't heard of either of them. But they are both gorgeous, seriously. Both of those women. One thing that I find interesting that I've noticed the past few shows is that it seems like Taylor has gotten better at hiding who the guest is. I haven't heard any people, either from MetLife, DC, or here, say that they heard the sound check of the guest. Right, absolutely. I think she caught on. Do you think she doesn't sound check at all, or...? Oh, she still sound checks. She sound checks her songs, but she may have stopped sound checking with the guests, or maybe they do it much quieter or something. I don't know, because in Detroit, people definitely heard Imagine Dragons beforehand, and mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, people definitely heard Little Big Town. Hmm. And then after that, I feel like it kind of stopped, and the guests became more of a surprise, which is good, because the element of surprise, she said, is so important to her. Really, though, the show just went by way too fast, and I didn't want it to end, and I just felt, I'm sure you guys would agree, that every performance that I thought I loved before is just even so much better up close. Absolutely. And even though, you know, you say it it flies by, it really is a very long concert. It's over two hours. It seems like it's about two hours, ten minutes. It's, what, 18 songs, maybe 19 when you have a special performance, so it's just wonderful. Just the fact that she gets out there every night and plays the whole album and adds surprises. Just incredible. And Shake It Off, being right up there with then confetti falling down on you is like a religious experience, basically. <laughs> it was neat. I wish I could somehow get confetti to you know the whole floor or even shoot it from above the highest level of the stadium so that the upper deck seats could still get it too, because it is very neat to have that happen. Now, Ashley, after tonight, I have to ask you, Have you changed your mind on preferring arenas or stadiums, one or the other? Well, if you're going to put me in the front row, then sure, I'll go to all the stadiums. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be fine with that. My whole thing with the stadiums is that when you're not super close, you're super far. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no in-between. You're either right by Taylor or she's. you feel like she's a mile away. And then for me, when I feel like she's so far away, it's hard for me to be as engaged with the show. That's just me. I mean, obviously, we'd all like to be close and we can't be every night, but it was really special for me getting to do this. And I'm excited that it was in my hometown because it gives me a good memory. And on the Red Tour, I was in the back of the floor, Soldier Field. I could barely see anything. Oh, yeah. See, that's a problem with, not the problem really, but the just the downside to having a back floor seat. You really got to crane your neck over a lot of things. And if you're short, like obviously a lot of girls are who go to these concerts and, you know, their dads or whoever are just towering over them. Really, it makes it very difficult to enjoy the experience when you're so far back on the floor. That's why sometimes even the 100-level seating is better. So, But when you're so up close and personal, like with the stage with Taylor, and especially surrounded by 55,000 other screaming people, it really just adds this like insane, amazing element to the entire thing. Speaking of screaming insane people, there was a very cool part of the show tonight on Sunday when, in the middle of Mean, right after Taylor said about how I can't sing, Of course, everyone screams and cheers, and then she sort of raised her arms up Mm. and just basically told us to keep cheering for, like, a good (laughs) minute, and people did. And I just love all the spontaneous moments like that that are in the show now. I've said this before, but it just feels less choreographed, more natural. Mm -hmm. Taylor is going with the flow and just, like, improvising almost on stage, and I really like that. Now, what 
tour actually was it where she also did that where she elevated everyone's voices and then you know dropped them real quiet and then she'd throw her arms up and everyone would cheer and i feel like it must have been fearless fearless okay i don't know what Mm -hmm. song it was though well amos used to do that too he did yeah when when did he do that it was either fearless or speak now obviously but i can't recall exactly which see she'll never change but she'll never stay the same (laughs) Oh, and one other note we forgot to mention, which is just kind of funny. When she was singing 15 on Saturday night, she messed up the lyrics. Yeah, I'm singing along, I'm going, you know. And then I had to second guess myself. I'm like, did I just mess up Taylor lyrics? I'm like, I feel ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope, turns out Taylor herself messed up the lyrics. But, you know, of course she can sing it however she wants. But, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Well, even tonight during Mean... And I didn't notice her mess up, but maybe she did, or she stumbled on the chords or something. She stopped and she was like, or while she was still playing, she's like, I told you I hadn't played this in a while. <laughs> so I can say now that I forgive Taylor for bringing out Lord last week. <laughs> you were so upset. I was very upset. Yep, you got two fantastic shows this weekend. Now it's all better. Yep. Well, we hope you enjoyed our Chicago concerts discussion. And we also had another little mini discussion that we just wanted to talk about on this episode. Calvin Harris recently did a bunch of radio interviews for, I guess, to promote his new single. And he had some interesting quotes about Taylor that we thought we would discuss. Yeah, these interviews were really interesting. One of the interviewers mentioned that he and Taylor are both so busy and the interviewer just couldn't imagine that they could ever chill out and watch Netflix together. And Calvin said... I know, we absolutely do. And yeah, you're right. She's on a world tour and I'm based here. I guess the luxury is that we can both travel very easily. I think that's a reason why it works so, so well. It's really not hard to see each other on a really regular basis. Yeah, they really can just jet off to see each other between shows. And I mean, I know that Calvin was in Las Vegas, I believe, on Saturday night. So I didn't think there was any way that he would show up at Sunday's show in Chicago. But he ended up doing that because I'm sure he can just hop on a jet and be over there in a couple hours. So works out pretty well. Yeah. If only we all had private jets. The interviewer also asked a funny question. The interviewer said, Congratulations on being with Taylor Swift, but also on the fact that she can cook a barbecue. That is an incredible skill. To find a partner who can do a barbecue is gold, right? And Calvin (laughs) replied, I mean, she really, it's not even a case of ticking all the boxes. It's like there's boxes I didn't know existed, which she ticks. It's really ridiculous. But yeah, she does an incredible barbecue, and she's genuinely an incredible cook and human being. Aw, I would love to try her barbecue. I would too. Well, then the interviewer went into some of the just logistical issues of being with Taylor being with the most famous person in the world, pretty much. And the interviewer just said, You are now part of a team, Taven, and you do not stop going out. We see your face on the papers every day. So how is the old relationship going? Is it all good? The interviewer was really not subtle with the questions at all, (laughs) which I'm sure a lot of fans appreciated. And in response, Calvin said, It's going absolutely fantastic. And then the interviewer using even less subtlety, said, I gotta say, you guys do look awesome together. You've got good height. The kids will be of a good height. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Obviously, you guys are in a high-profile relationship. How do you stay out of the news? How do you guys stay sane? And 
Calvin had a great response. He said, it's interesting because obviously there's a different thing written about it every day. And even if we don't do anything sort of publicly for a while, someone will make something up and there will be some sort of story. It gets more and more ridiculous. Whether I'm allergic to cats or I'm moving in and we're getting married next week. It's like, you just got to take it how it is, which is just that sort of news story that people read. And they're like, you know, there's a whole bunch of times when we've been hanging out and nobody's caught it. It's not like every single time we go out, we get a photograph taken of us. That's not the case. For me, it could be a lot worse and I'd still be insanely happy with her. So I'm good with it. Then the interviewer also asked whether he thinks Taylor would ever collaborate with him. And he said he just didn't know. And then there was one more funny quote from Calvin uh, about food and cooking. He said, It's a mixture. We both cook. I love to cook too. Ever since I started doing the healthy food thing in LA, I really like to cook. I eat a lot of chicken. It's really boring though, the food. Like, what I eat is really boring. It's like protein, vegetables, carbohydrates. I don't ever really call them the real names anymore. It's so bland, you know? You call it chicken, I call it protein. <laughs> I made me think of when Taylor was cooking like steak, sweet potatoes, and whatever on the grill. Definitely. I'm pretty sure anything she cooked could never be bland or boring. No way. Well, just some reminders for you guys. Press the subscribe button on iTunes, and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. And iTunes will only show our last 100 episodes, so if you want to go back farther than that, you can listen to old episodes at swiftcast13.com. You can tweet us about whatever you want and send your in your Swifty problems to SwiftCast13 on Twitter, SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. You can contact us at Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13 or at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. Our email address is TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com. And all of this is also on our website at SwiftCast13.com. So what do you guys think Taylor will do this week? Well, I'm going to go with a prediction that our other host, Ashley, has made before. And I know all of my predictions lately have been wrong. about. Yeah, they've all been wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they really have been. We've still gotten some amazing guests, but the ones we've all predicted seem to not have happened. But I'm going to go and predict a really, really big one for either night of Gillette. And I will say Justin Timberlake. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> Wow, I was going to predict, and Ashley will like this one, Cindy Lauper for Gillette. I don't like that one because I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it still would be cool. Last time at Gillette, Taylor had Carly Simon, and I don't know, I could see her having a throwback. Somebody like Cindy Lauper or somebody from the 80s, maybe Madonna. That's all that I want. Not necessarily Madonna, but anyone from the 80s. Yeah. And I just keep thinking about the tweet she had last week. She was joking about Haim joining the tour, and she was joking about the song Time After Time, saying Haim After Haim, and that just made me think of Cindy Lauper, and I've been pretty convinced that she's going to be a guest. Yep. I think that would be really cool. There are so many songs I could do. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <sighs> Stop. You're making me upset. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wrong like Adam about practically everything, so me saying it probably means it's not going to happen. Well, my prediction is not directly tour-related, but I think in the next few days before Gillette, we're going to get some really cute pictures of her meeting Jamie King's baby. Oh, that does sound like it would be cute. 
it's perfect timing. She has, you know, the next three days off and I bet that's what she'll do. While we'll keep you guys posted with all the coverage after the Gillette shows, our other host, Ashley, will be there. But for now, for episode 116, this has been Ashley, Steph, and Adam. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.